0: They say that beauty is only skin deep, but is it though? You've got to figure out that answer for yourself. We're going to talk today a lot more about beauty, what it is and the difference that it really makes. Let's do it. What's my story? How did it get here? What's happening? It's Robert Kennedy, the third RK3. That's me with another episode of the What's My Story podcast, the show where we talk to fabulous, fantastic, fantastical is the word that I wanted to use. uh, People who have pivotal moments in their lives that help them get from there to here things that happened in their space experiences that they've been able to navigate that led them towards the success that they are now currently experiencing why do we do this well because we want to make sure that you know that whatever is happening in your life is possible to navigate that the things that you're experiencing Those are not your things alone. Those are things that a lot of people may experience. And in some cases, if you think it's the worst thing ever, we wanna show you some roadmaps that others have used to get from there to here. So we're going to go into that today with our guest very shortly. But I want to thank our sponsor for the day, Rescue Event Planning. We're going to talk about that a little bit more later on. Make sure that you listen to the podcast, the audio version of the podcast. We release that every Thursday at 7 a.m. because this is the video version and we don't want you to listen to this while we while you're driving, right? We want to make sure that you're safe. So the audio version of the podcast is available on Thursdays at 7 a.m., Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all of the famous, all of the fabulous podcast directories. We're there. Do me a favor. I want you to text me. If you have a guest that you love to see on the show, if you've got a thought that you wanna share with me, go ahead, join me in the community, 410-936-4049, 410-936-4049. And lastly, if you want to gain more visibility, if you are a small business owner, coach, or consultant, and you know that you need to amp up your presence, you need to be able to connect and contact people in a different way than you're doing now, then join me in the Storytellers Growth Lab. Hey, we don't only tell stories, we help you be amazing as well, all right? So we're gonna get to our guest today. My guest today is Emily Katz. She's an image present, image presence consultant, master makeup artist with L Beauty Genius. She is recognized as a high-profile celebrity makeup artist to the likes of Minnie Driver, Michelle Williams, Sharon Stone, Ooh, Bradley Cooper, among many others. She's done makeup for a lot of elite TV shows like Lost. She has done makeup and personal image consulting for a lot of top leaders. Her goal is not just to help you be beautiful through makeup, but to help you achieve the right image so that you can connect and just have great relationships with others who you come in contact with. We're going to talk to her in just a moment here. And here she is, Emily Katz. Oh, yeah. What's your story, Emily? How are you doing today?
1: Hey, Robert. Hi. How are you doing? Thank Excellent. you. fantastical. Wow. I, I, I love that. So, you know... <laughs> It's it's so it's so wonderful to be able to share a story that you've had that truly made a difference not just in my life but has enabled me to make a difference in other people's lives and not just yeah. make actors look better cuz most of them look pretty good to begin with but yeah. but truly to help folks like us you know just like just us folks look and feel really empowered and and great to get out there in the world and make an impact in a way that feels genuine and authentic and as we just discussed a moment ago those two words they're they're so overused and yet they're still so salient you know darn it it's like (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. So what? listen, you have this experience. And and before we dive a little bit further, I want to I want to give people just some backdrop of of who you are. We talked about Sharon Stone and and Bradley Cooper, um, yeah. Michelle Williams. How did you get started in, in that industry?
1: You know, it's it's just it's a funny story. Um, essentially, I had modeled when I was much younger and mm learned how to do makeup because the i I did haute couture runway modeling and one of the italian makeup artists that was coming over to north america was doing beautiful work but it really hurt when he applied it and i thought well wait a minute i'm a painter I'm i'm a watercolorist i can i can figure this out on myself so i did and then some of the other women i was working with would pull me in the bathroom and say, do my makeup. Oh, my gosh, I just just do my makeup. So I would do their makeup. The guy wasn't very happy. The designers hardly noticed, because it was the same style. You know, nowadays, maybe that can't happen. But it did then. And that was how I really learned how to do makeup. And wow. then I was mentored and masked with with master makeup artists in fashion, and then in film. And then The funny story about how I got into film was I was sitting in a movie theater with a friend who was pregnant, her baby was kicking her relentlessly. So we had to sit through the dreaded role credits at the end of the movie that everybody seems to walk out on. And I looked up and went, makeup, wait a minute. I'm a makeup artist. I'm gonna go to Hollywood and I'm gonna do makeup. And blindly unaware of how difficult it was to break into doing that, I did. And so that began my career in Hollywood as a makeup artist.
0: Wow. Well, so basically what you're saying is that Michelangelo could have been a makeup artist.
1: (laughs) Really, he's one of my inspirations. When I was a little kid, I I was always fascinated. So sure. Although I think his talents would have been very wasted if he had just been a makeup (laughs) artist. You know, wow. honestly, I mean, where would David have been with the Sistine Chapel, you know, if he yeah. was just making the Medici's look pretty, you know?
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I, I you, so you've gotten into the the industry, to, into the Hollywood industry, and, you, and you've been able to work with some some big names. Tell us yeah. about what is how big of a deal is having the right makeup in in, in Hollywood?
1: well the thing is is you know you can there there are a lot of different iterations of makeup Mm -hmm. in hollywood you can be talking about your skill set for doing beauty makeup on Mm -hmm. uh, on a movie or a tv show or your effects makeup or there's runway makeups and then there's event makeups you know like red carpet makeups and what i have excelled at because i can Speak to my experience about that. I have yeah. excelled at creating a very clean, very natural beauty that mm-hmm. you know enhances the person. Of course, they can look glamorous or not, but it was that ability, and probably as my background is watercolorist, because I tend to use more sheer applications
0: right.
1: that led me to be able to do the work on Lost which is what I did get the Beauty Genius Award for, was they mm-hmm. recognized what I did. And it was all sheer washes of colorations that created both the texture of the island distressed looks and also the beauty looks that worked in that show. So, right. you know, yeah. it's, it, it's, it's learning, you know, to, to go into what's the background of it, it's like, if anybody is an aspiring makeup artist, please just don't learn from Instagram, wow. you know, or, or TikTok or something, because those are often very extreme makeups that are trendy and of the moment. And that stuff doesn't really work at the end of the day for longevity, you know, because yeah. otherwise it looks dated. So it's wow. learning it's really learning art it's learning sculpture it's learning the play of light and dark there there's there's a, a st- facial structure body structure there's a whole lot to learn so it's yeah. it's much more in depth than people often realize yeah. it's not like so working you, at the makeup counter
0: yeah so you've done a lot of work in hollywood and you've um done makeup specific work. And, and now you're no longer doing only that now. And we'll talk about this a little bit later. Now you're doing some work with leaders. Now you're doing some work with helping people look past just kind of the, just the simple beauty aspect of it, or the dare I say, the artificial beauty aspect of it. What was the moment for you where you began to realize that your work was so much more than, and I'm gonna really simplify it here. Your work was so much more than simply slapping some materials on somebody's face. What what was that moment for you?
1: There there are a number of little incremental moments that mm-hmm. were ascending to that pivot point. Right. Um, and a lot of them were because In working with someone recognizing how they felt a a transformation you know either Mm -hmm. as an actor into their character or if i was doing someone's makeup let's say for their wedding how they would feel really good about themselves and the Mm -hmm. more more of the to use a phrase of the who they are really that would come forth when they felt really good about themselves and I started correlating that there's really a connection here between our inner beauty and our outer beauty and expressing that more fully. And uh, a a number of pivotal moments happened while I was working on the show Lost because I was on the show for quite a few years and one of my actresses, uh, Elizabeth Mitchell, looked at me one day and said, you know, you are so much more Then mascara and lipstick. It's like, you know, there's really like something that goes on. And as I realized that I started, you know, it, it made it evident to me that this is what was going on. And then Evangeline Lilly said to me when she said, what would you be doing if you weren't doing makeup? I'd say, oh, well, I've always wanted to be a painter and get paid for painting. And she grabbed my hand, looked me in the eye and said, and just what do you think you're doing right now? I'm like, mm, yeah. making you up? She goes, no, you're painting me. And she goes, "M, come on. And I was like, oh, oh, wait, wait, all these things are starting to make sense. But then the biggest aha moment I had was, I was on Lost in the pouring rain, pouring rain, the 16th hour in the pouring rain, the third raincoat, the second pair of waterproof rain boots, up to my knees in mud, and I was thinking, I got to do something else. I've got to make a contribution <laughs> other than just standing here in the rain, wondering wow. what I'm doing with my life. And that's when I really thought, yep, yeah, time to make a pivot. So Robert, wow. that was, a- <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah.
0: So yeah. I, I want to ask you a question and, and then I'm going to hold you because I- we- we've got to st- stop for a break here really quickly. But the question sure. is, when you decided, when you, when you had that moment, now you began mm-hmm. to make some connections. Your connections are now: hey, my work is more than just you know changing colors on people's faces. My work really has some some value in that it 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 adds to life differently. It makes people respond differently. It 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 it's changes influence and and here's the word presence right it changes those types of things when we come back I want you to tell us how you share with people about the connection between your image and relationships or the connection between your image and how people receive information from you we'll talk about that in just a moment are you still struggling to plan your next event let us rescue you it's Melissa Jakes, CEO and founder of Rescue Event Planning, the Olivia Pope of Live Events. Consider your next event handled. Thanks so much for that, Melissa. We appreciate your sponsorship of the show. If you want your event handled, make sure that you connect with Rescue Event Planning. If you've ever done an event, you know that there's a lot of work involved. You know that having to do all of it yourself is probably next to impossible. So make sure that you get the Olivia Pope of events. Melissa Jakes over at Rescue Event Planning so that your event can be handled. All right, let's go back, Emily. So we're talking about your transition here, your transition from just somebody who sees herself as a makeup artist to somebody who transforms lives through this, this beautification process or the process of paying attention to image. What are some of the things that you share with people as, as you have begun to make this transition?
1: Some of the things, thank you, Robert, for yeah. for uh, addressing what it is, because sometimes people come to me and they say, oh, I really need to look better or I really need to do this uh, mm-hmm. for to create more respect in work or I want to rebrand myself. or I want to go in a different direction. <clears throat> Excuse me. Whatever whatever that is, what I. What I love to do is to assist people in seeing how beautiful they really are inside. And this goes for men as well as women. It's not just a female thing. Because a lot of us have become so outwardly focused that we've neglected to recognize and remember that the internal of who we are is truly where our magnificence lies and the work that i do is to help people connect with that true essence and bring it forward so that what really gets seen is not just the polished or yeah. you know you use the word artifice i like to use the word superfice because right. it's you know there like you can you can put lots of fancy clothes on people or beautiful makeup or have a guy get really all like decked and look fantastic but what's inside there and that's what people at the end of the day really see and really really connect with and when i work with people i i don't necessarily overtly go hey we're gonna deep dive into who you are right now it's it's about allowing them to express to me what they feel what they think and creating a safe space and I, I can't really tell you how that's uh something that i i thought of as well this is a formula how to do this yeah. it's just the way that i do it and when people have a space where they feel safe enough to express their concerns and their what i call their limiting beliefs because mm-hmm. when we all have various perceptions of ourselves. And when Mm -hmm. we perceive ourselves a certain way, it's not always the way the world looks at us, or it's not the way we want the world to look at us. And so when we can dig a little deeper, and in a safe place, let go of those limiting beliefs and and recognize, Oh, wow, I really, I really do have beauty. Oh, I really Mm -hmm. am a an amazing person that I can put out there in the world because a lot of us feel invisible or disempowered or not good enough and you know when you look at all the social media stuff and then there's you know there used to be magazines now not so much now it's more social media but there was a lot of pressure for women particularly in the Western world to look a certain way and for guys to be a certain way and when we can get beneath those limiting beliefs, the true presence comes forward. And then we can really shine, you know, that's mm-hmm. when that really incredible thing begins to happen. And people see it, and they go, "Ooh, I want some of that not not in like, a, you know, a, a sexual way, but more yeah. like, you've you've got like some kind of energy thing that yeah. even if they don't think it's energy you know just something that i want that i need to be a part of and that's how i work with people to get them to a place where they recognize themselves and can put that in the world and it doesn't yeah. have to be like "Ooh, look at me here i am in the world it's it's often yeah. subtle but it's
0: there yeah. so a lot of people see gurus and they watch uh, people online share with them how they should be they how they how their mindset affects life and beauty and all of these they see tony robbins they see you know eric thomas they see um who are these who are some of the 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 female guru yeah um yeah. So trouble. you know. Yeah. 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 So they see. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So they see these people, and they hear the words, and the words that they hear are really beautiful. But those people themselves have to do some work on themselves in order to get to that same place that they're telling us. What were some of the things that you had to do with yourself to get to that place of? Recognizing true beauty past and beyond the makeup, and really understanding how you show up affects how people receive you. What were some of the things or practices that you had to go through or to to implement with yourself?
1: Well, well, there that's there. There are a lot of answers to all those questions. Yeah. Um, one thing is is that I I meditate and I've been doing that most of my life. So. Mm that's a practice that has enabled me to move into a place of more stillness, and get out of the mental chatter that often is so distracting about, you know, what if what if I I need to, you know, what, what in uh, meditative practice, we often call the monkey mind, because, you know, our minds always running, always. And, And then doing I've done a lot of inner work and work with some of the people who you've mentioned to work with letting go of my own limiting self beliefs so that I can see who I truly am. And in recognizing that, I think it enables me to see more clearly that same thing in other people because we all have it. It's just merely a matter of working to that place where we can let go to step forward and look and see ourselves in the mirror of another person without the judgments but to see that that true spark of of love and of light i know that that almost sounds kind of na na nu nu and a lot of people who are listening are going oh my god you know she's off off on another planet but the the truth is is that that's really how we all operate we just often forget about it, and or ignore it. So it's about paying attention to that. And what I find is as people, because I work with a lot of people, especially in the Washington DC area, and mm-hmm. military who are transitioning out of active duty into either private sector work or civilian life or both to, you know, I, I don't speak about anything metaphysical because that often is, you know, like, not anything that they want to hear or talk about, and and nor do they need to necessarily. I think the truth of the matter is, is that it's taking a look at your mindset to see what it is that might be blocking you from really presenting in a way that the world responds more positively to you or sometimes like for example with the military a lot of them have been in service for so long especially many of the female officers that i've worked with they say yeah. things to me like um other than my you know uniform camis you know uh dress i have uh, my church outfit or you know my worship outfit and uh, my soccer mom outfit what 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 do I do? And so it's a reinvention from the beginning. And it's not necessarily going, wow, what are your limiting beliefs? How are you operating in the world? It's just seeing what that person needs and truly listening to Mm. what they need and what they want and finding that way for them that supports them in really getting to the end result that they want, and then enabling them to be able to make choices so that they can further themselves without necessarily depending on me. It's sort of yeah. as an educator, I give them the tools to work with, so they can take that out into the world themselves. I mean, they can always yeah. call me back, I, I have clients who repeatedly have me come over, but or, or work with me, you know, now there's zoom sessions, too. But it, that's 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 one of the things, Robert. I think it's simply that it's not about me trying to change someone's mindset in mm-hmm. terms of the the huge picture. It's more of that internal picture of how they can see themselves as as more of a whole person without. Those negating self judgments that we we so often just pour upon ourselves instead of saying, wow, I could really make a difference in the world today and really shine out there. So that's what I support people in getting to
0: love it. I, I we we we're low we're going getting low on time here. Slow down, right. Robert. Breathe. Okay, here we go. We're, we're, we're getting low on time here. But because this is live, I do want to take a live question from sure. our audience here. And so yes. um yes. we have one that says: Do you think it's easier to reject superficiality and see yourself when you're at a place where you do feel good about yourself, or when you're at a place where you don't and i'll repeat that again hopefully we can both get understanding from that do you think it's easier let me get back get that back on screen here hold on um do you think it's easier to reject superficiality and see yourself when you're at a place where you do feel good about yourself or when you're at a place where you don't see
1: okay the the honest answer that i find because i love honest answers is Mm -hmm. uh, of course it's easier to see yourself as profound and your your own strength and well-being when you do feel good about yourself because those are just easier moments and the challenge of course is to see yourself as that strong magnificent human being that is going out into the world even when we are having those lower moments because we all have them you know even people who are fabulous I, i mean you know people often think actors are always so you know up and wonderful and believe me they have their moments i have mine you know we all do and the the fine line is finding that place where you can connect into your own strength and show up with that full the fullness of who you are there's a, a saying by i can't remember who said it but it's uh, get up dress up and show up and it's not necessarily dress up like you know beat down and put on a ton of makeup and or you know like get all that yeah. grooming going on and all that stuff it's about really pulling ourselves together to show up and be present and you know it's a great question thank you so much a really great question because we all grapple with that so yeah yeah, it's easier when you're feeling good about yourself but underneath it all when you you know even if you don't feel like you're having your top day that you can use some of that superficiality maybe to bring it in so that you've got it because oftentimes when we pull ourselves together. We look at ourselves and go, "Oh, okay. Well, you know, I might not be having the best day, but yeah, darn, I, yeah. I look good." You
0: know? so. <laughs> yeah, I I was going to ask another question, but I think you just answered it. And and the question was really about the connection between dressing up. And how you feel or how you can show up sometimes, especially when you just mentioned get up, dress up, show up. And especially now when everybody's at home. Right. And (laughs) we're doing a lot of work from from remote work and we are in our pajamas a lot or we might put something on on the top. Business on top, right. party on the bottom, right? <laughs> right, that's right. That's right. Hey, running shorts on the bottom. Come on. <laughs> but is there is there is there a connection between, listen, I'm going to really dress up and how you ultimately show up on camera or in person. Talk to us a little bit about that connection before we wrap up here.
1: Yes, I, I'd love to. And by the way, I do do Zoom sessions so you know folks know and and so i understand because you know as i do zoom sessions and i'm on zoom a lot i understand what it's like to be on camera and someone mentioned to me uh, one of my clients a few weeks ago she needed a makeup lesson because she kept looking at herself because we look at ourselves so repeatedly on zoom you can't help Mm -hmm. it unless you turn your own view off that she said oh my gosh I, I need I need a Zoom face. I I just I don't usually wear much makeup, but I need something so that I look like I'm presenting better. Because I think that what happens, we went through in the earlier part of the pandemic a very at ease, lackadaisical. It's like, okay, all bets are off because, you know, everybody's home. We're wearing our sweats or our pajamas or our running shorts. I live in Arizona, so, you know, yeah. it's, it's Um the, those those things where it was like, don't care, doesn't matter. But then I think a lot of people started thinking, well, wait a minute, it does matter because I don't like how I look on camera or I am I don't feel like I'm respecting myself, looking like I just rolled out of bed right now. And if I feel that way, how can other people feel like they're respecting me? Or conversely, sometimes we're looking at people on camera and let's face it, people judge. I'm sorry, folks people just do. I try not to but people do. And they think, Oh, I thought she was a good looking woman. But Whoa, you know, that hair is like all over the place or what happened? Or why is she you know, why didn't she at least get out of the sweats or something? And I think that what happens and I've noticed this psychologically to answer the other part of the question Mm -hmm. that when it's kind of like theater, sometimes we have to think of life like theater and i don't advocate dressing up like runway because that's theater and that's a different theater but what i'm talking about is just just put on that dang costume you know if it's your dress or if it's your good shirt or you know like Groom your hair, shave if, you, if, if you're shaving, if you have a beard, keep your beard groomed. If you're wearing, <laughs> like, that, like Robert, I mean, he's rocking that beard, folks. I, <laughs> I, I wanted to be able to make a beard that looked that good on, uh, on an actor. Uh, when, when, we, when we pull ourselves together, there's just a psychological thing that happens that we feel like we're ready to meet the world. I remember just as a quick anecdote, I was getting ready to leave a show and I was going to meet a then boyfriend. This was years ago and I was putting on some makeup and one of the drivers came in and looked at me and said, oh, putting on the war paint, I see. And I mean, the funny thing about it was, was like, yeah, I guess I'm I'm bracing for whatever it is that's coming. There's just something about putting on the war paint or... Putting on your game face or putting on the clothes that give you that empowered moment that change things. I remember hearing one of the actors on Suits said something about, you know, when I put that suit on with all the accoutrement, I feel like I am in charge and in power. And that's a whole thing about dressing up that can give us that edge. So I just want to...
0: Wow. We can we can literally I mean, that part of the conversation alone is is huge. And we can go down this this road about dressing up and even the conversations about um societal expectations around dress and and the meaning of that so we we, we can go down a lot of different paths here but <laughs> I definitely want to get you again. back. Let's yeah back, Robert yeah. Love yeah. we can definitely go we, let's definitely do this again let's okay. definitely do this again yeah. so so let's wrap, again. wrap us up here by telling us a little bit we see your website ektruth.com tell us a little bit about where people can find you online what you have going on right now that can make a difference for people.
1: Okay, so um, ektruth.com. I chose truth, EK are my initials because I want people to be able to speak to the truth of who they are and present that in a way that makes them really feel great and shine. It's a really deep, comprehensive, very verbose website i i I need to edit some of the words but i talk a lot so apparently i wrote a lot but there's a lot of information there you can reach me through that or at info at ektruth.com and there are other ways to reach me that are on the website I offer Zoom sessions now so anywhere in the world I can assist people and happily help you because it's fun. It's it's like the, the energy that Robert and I have here is the kind of thing that we do together to get you to a place that, makes, that enables you, I don't wanna say makes you, that enables you to really like get how to create that for yourself in a way that just makes you feel great. So I do zoom sessions, I do in person sessions, I do them in California and Washington usually and for people who want me to fly out to them, bring me over and I'll fly anywhere. Um, And I will wear my mask on the airplane a very cogent of all the COVID regulations right now. So um, And, and I would, Robert, I would love to do this again and dive even more deeply into societal norms and how we can use them to our advantage instead of feeling like we're at the effect of them.
0: Love it. Love it. Emily it has been fabulous. Fantastical having you here on the what's my story podcast. I look forward to doing this again.
1: Oh, me too. Robert, thank you so much for having me. And thank you folks out there who are watching this podcast or who are listening to it. Really appreciate you spending the time with us today. Thank you so much.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Listen. We have said that beauty is only skin deep. At least that's the belief of some other people. But as you've heard today, it's not just about what's on the outside. It's not just about what's on the inside. It's about the combination of those things to really drive you towards connection with people. How do you feel about you does dressing up make you feel a certain way? Does dressing down make you feel a certain way? Do people see you a certain way because of how you show up? How you present yourselves? What your what your mental toughness is each day? I want you to pay attention to your story. Not just your personal experiences, not just your personal situations, but the story of how you look, the story of how you dress, the story of how you show up each day because it does make a difference and we want your story to be one that deserves to be told and i believe they all deserve to be told because as we say at the end of every show everything that happens to you in life is your stuff your stuff is your story and your story yeah your story deserves a stage i'm robert kennedy the rk rk3 and i'll see you next time for the what's my story podcast peace what's my story? How